All right, so I'm good. Ladies and gentlemen, this may be the first, this might be the inaugural episode of the podcast. You know, we've had some clips in the past, but this may be the first one that we air given the circumstances going around in the uh, United States. Joe Biden is your president elect at the moment right now. Uh, however, there is some controversy amidst the American people, and we are going to address that in today's episode. So buckle your seatbelts and get ready for a pretty crazy ride today on this episode of the Rodney Podcast with your boy Rod, of course, and my partner. Nick, yeah, that's me. Hi, guys. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and hop into it. So first off, I just want to go up and uh, read this statement, this text statement uh, that Donald Trump gave this morning. Instead of conceding, he decided to say, we all know why Joe Biden is rushing to falsely pose as the winner and why his media allies are trying so hard to help him. They don't want the truth to be exposed. The simple fact is the election is far from over. Joe Biden has not been certified as the winner of any states, let alone any of the highly contested states headed from mandatory recounts or states where our campaign has valid and legitimate legal challenges that could determine the ultimate victor. In Pennsylvania, for example, our legal observers were not permitted, just some other extra crap. Beginning Monday, our campaign will start prosecuting our case in court to ensure election laws are fully upheld and the rightful winner is seated. The American people are entitled to an honest election. That means counting all legal ballots and not counting any illegal ballots. This is the only way to ensure the public has full confidence in our election. It remains shocking that Biden campaign refuses to agree with the basic principle and wants ballots counted, even if they are fraudulent, manufactured, or cast by ineligible or deceased voters. Only a party engaged in wrongdoing would unlawfully keep observers out of the courtroom and then the fight and then fight in court to block their access. So why is Biden hiding? I will not rest until the American people have the honest vote count they deserve and that democracy demands. So that is what your president, as of right now, came out and stated. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I think uh, if there's different ways that uh, there's transfers of powers with you know, the, um, the president, and usually it's a concession, right? And until Trump concedes, really the election isn't over until the inauguration. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, Bush Gore 2000, they announced Al Gore was the winner, and he was like the considered a winner for like 27 days, you know, until they mm-hmm. actually did the recounts in Florida, you won't get 2,000 votes. So I think it's in the uh, best interest of Trump to challenge the results. And I think there's some serious evidence out there that he should. But I think if, I would say the same thing for Biden too, like if Trump was winning, Trump was in this scenario, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if Biden did the exact same thing either. Exactly, yeah. And I think we'd be sitting here saying the same thing, like, okay, it looks like Trump's winning, but there's always a chance that something you know went wrong. And we've seen so many stories of you know poll washers being allowed in, and I, I think the, the biggest one is the uh, the error that's been that the software has been having. Um, I just saw it trending on Twitter, but in Michigan, let's see, Michigan recount. Because I, I think was, I think this is very interesting too because I think I was even talking to this one of my one of my guys I work with. He's he probably leans more to the left, but we were talking about it. I'm like, dude, I feel like either way, regardless of who's leading in the election, the other side is just going to say there's there's controversy, there's there's something yeah. there. Like you know, back in 2016 when Trump won it, it was about you know Russia and Russia, and he was you know stealing the election, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing here. So I feel like it's I feel like I just feel like there needs to be some transparency on both sides, you know, during this entire time. Well, maybe I'm I'm more inclined to believe that there may be some voter fraud just because of who I voted for. 
But at the same time, like, I'm not going to wholeheartedly disagree. Like, oh, yeah, the Democrats are just simply evil, trying to just straight up steal it from us and everything, all that. It's like there is some truth to it. But also, I feel like there could be something that's maybe skewed more to the right just because yeah. they believe just because they want to make people believe on the right. Like, oh, you know what? Yeah, the left is totally just soulless, whatever, all this. You know, the media is the media is skewed, both, skewed bad on both sides. We all know that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there is somewhere in the middle. There's truth somewhere. And I feel like we just need answers. Yeah, so this is from Antrim County, Michigan. Um, they're going to manually recount all the ballots because there was a software election error. And um, 6,000 votes were correctly counted. One of the poll watchers had realized, and they don't know necessarily if it's a human error or if it's like actually a problem with the counting software. And the, the funny thing about this is, is we haven't seen, you know, there's always going to be allegations of, voter fraud and all yep. those kind of things. Um, but it never goes in Trump's favor. That's the weird thing, right? If it was like an evenly split thing, it'd be like, okay, you know, maybe the, you know, there's maybe like a 1% against Trump. There's also 1% for Trump and, and vice versa for Biden. And so it's just, nobody has ever shown us any example of voter fraud that doesn't hurt Biden. I think that's why it's so suspicious. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, and that's why I think the right is so in arms about this. It's like, we're not doing this. It's, it's the left. And if the left mm-hmm. is doing it, they're not going to do it for Trump. And obviously they have an incentive for Trump not to win. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what comes out. I truly think it's going to be decided by the Supreme court. And the problem, yeah, you know, so. that is, is the left is going to, if Trump wins through the court system, then it's say, you know, like all they should have nominated Coney Barrett, you know, if he didn't not nominate Coney Barrett, you know, this wouldn't happen. And I want I, I could agree with that too because honestly, Coney Barrett might save Trump's presidency if it goes to the court. You yeah. Know? So but at the same time, I'm like, I mean, it's a smart move because if Trump claims that there was gonna be voter fraud, if he claims that there's there's gonna be all these things from the Democrats, he should have, you know, nominated Coney Barrett. He should have done what he did by, you know, watermarking the ballots if he claims yeah. that that's what he did. You know, he should have done what he what he did if he knew this was gonna happen, which is you can't blame the man, that's just smart, you know. Yeah. He was thinking ahead for sure. Um, but I think anybody in his position would have done the exact same thing, right? Yeah, exactly. It's not like Trump's evil or he's doing this. He's just trying to, you know, protect um, the best interests of the country. And I think he also, like with Amy Coney Bear, I don't think he nominated her just because he wanted to win the election. Mm-hmm. I think it was more she's going to do the right thing. I think and so, too. If the right thing is, hey, there was some serious... <laughs> serious problems with how we counted votes, then yeah, that would make sense that he would put her in, you know, whether or not it goes for him. What if it goes the other way? I'm sure that's something, you know, that he saw too. If she decides, if she decides in favor of Biden, um, at least we know she's given her honest opinion, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't think we're going to see if she rules the other way. I don't think we're going to see Trump saying fraud anymore. I think he's going to put it to rest. And I think that's what he's going to think so too. And I feel feel like until then, I just feel like it's just really, I just feel like it's really unwise for the media to come out and for all the networks to say that they've picked Joe Biden. Like I saw a clip earlier, it was with I was somebody from the administration, Trump administration, saying so who they were answering questions that said who picked the president and said them it's like all it's all over all the networks and everything and it's like well I mean the networks don't really elect the president I mean it's the electoral college yeah. you know it's all this but I just think it's very I think it's very I just think I just don't think it's smart. For you know CNN, Fox, all these you know news outlets to say this is your new president-elect. When in reality, even check you can even check Google 
and there's like they're still counting votes or the the i think it's north yeah north carolina is still like leaning red it hasn't really completely like all the votes technically aren't in yet in arizona too so i feel like this is just if i'm i don't know if i'm maybe if i'm on the left i'm like okay why like all the votes aren't in yet so why are we claiming victory if all the votes aren't in yet maybe it's looking good for us but i mean we still have to wait for the recount we still have to wait for the supreme court order in philadelphia yeah. type of thing so i feel like this just this just this just feels a little fishy and it feels a little bit sketchy to me i feel like we're starting the third quarter right now yeah you know? and you were up at halftime that's like kind of how it is but i think trump's got a lot of weapons up his sleeve to his disposal and he's he's got a huge legal fund and he's been very successful in the courts in the past so you know, let's just see what happens. Um, but I don't think it, I really don't think there's going to be a net positive um, because, yeah, as, yeah. Again, if Trump wins through the courts, he's going to be seen as an illegitimate president by the left. Yep. And already right now, Joe Biden seems like an illegitimate president to the right. Exactly. So, you know, um, we need to have some sort of trust in our government, and uh, I think most of that has uh, completely gone away. And that's the worst part about this whole thing. And probably for the next four years, well, okay, next four years, I don't think much, gonna, much is going to get done. If Biden's president, Senate's probably going to stay right, mm-hmm. and the House has made some significant uh, strides to go right. So I don't think that, I mean, maybe we could some foreign policy stuff, uh, but I don't think Kamala Harris is really invested in doing stuff overseas. I think this is just going to be, it's kind of like a lame duck presidency where nothing's going to really yeah, happen, I don't, but I think yeah. things will stable out if that's how it is. Like, I feel like there's some things, like, honestly, Biden's not going to make this world collapse, obviously. I don't, I'm not, I don't think that Biden's going to come into office and then the whole world is just going to just die. You know, I feel like there's going to be some things that Biden may do well, may not do well, some things that he may not do at all type of thing. You know, I yeah. feel like, I think people are kind of just like really overlooking this like god biden's not gonna do shit in office biden's just gonna come in just sit down and just wait just do his four-year sentence and then leave type of thing mm-hmm. but, but like the lame duck thing i kind of agree with that too like i don't think he's just gonna go in there you know and just totally just roll over and die i feel like there's gonna be some stuff that gets done probably not a lot but i feel like i feel like there definitely would be more stuff getting done you know if trump were in office obviously but i feel like a lot of stuff's yeah i just don't think that I just think it's overshadowed on both sides. Like he's not going to do anything or, oh yeah, he's going to do all the, he's going to do so many great things and all this, all that. But I mean, typically, I mean, Democrats, I mean, get the vote and then, and then what, you know, yeah. get the vote and then what happens? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and I don't like his tax plan. I don't think it's going to get through. Um, and I think it's, he's just such a far left individual that it's just going to be hard for anybody to, meet in the middle. In order to get things done, you really have to meet in the middle nowadays. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Um, it'll definitely be interesting. I think the big thing that's going to come up is the Roe v. Wade. Um, yeah. There's a couple of cases that I think are going to go to the Supreme Court where they would be able to declare Roe v. Wade maybe unconstitutional. And, then, and that's regardless of the precedent. You know, um, Biden and Harris have nothing to do with that. And if that's going to get to the Supreme Court, I think we'll see more riots despite the presidency. And we're already seeing that now. There's, there's some, there's some violence like that's happening in Pennsylvania. And obviously it's all coming from the left, you know, and it just goes to show that you can't like appease these people. You know, there's always going to be something that's going to make them mad. There's always going to be some war that they need to fight regardless of who's president. They're never going to, you know, if you guarantee for everything they want, they find something else. And I think a lot of people were, um, 
maybe voted for Biden because they were like, well, if we appease the left, then okay, all this violence is going to stop, you know? Yeah. Please just don't hurt me. That's mm-hmm. what they were saying. And then they're just going to keep coming back. And it's like, where do you draw the line? You know, eventually it has to be like, okay, I'm not going to let you do this anymore. You know, I'm not going to give in to your demands. Mm-hmm. The thing that, the thing that's my big, my biggest thing is for me is that nobody is going to come into office and just magically make all these riots and all this racial injustice go away. Biden's not going to make it go away. Trump isn't. Obama didn't. And you can't put the blame on Obama for the shootings of innocent black people. You can't put the blamings of innocent black people's deaths on Donald Trump either, or Joe Biden if it, you know, if it comes in office. And you know, the, even the NFL says on their on their end zones, it all starts with us, right? It does start with us. It starts with us having these conversations. It starts with you know people like you said, like you've said, told me many times that there's a lack of diversity, and you know people talk about what what matters in our age group, and I totally agree. And if we're not able to actually sit down, like if me as a white person is not able to sit down with a black person or a Latino person or a lesbian or anybody part of the LGBTQ community and able to talk about why we vote who we vote for, what we understand and learn to understand each other. We're going to continue to be divided. You know, I just don't, I have a hard time with trying to talk with people from the left when all it is is just, you're the problem. You're the racist, you're the white supremacist. And it's all like, I'm not the problem at all. And it's like, you can come at me that way. Fine. That's cool. I'm just not gonna. I'm just not gonna talk with you. I'm just not gonna, you know, because there's no point in trying to get to you when you're right and I'm wrong, type yeah. of thing. And I feel like there's so like like it all starts with us, right? That it takes all of us, right? And that's what I think is very practical and very. It's a very practical first step, and it's uncomfortable, sure. But in order to at least put one foot forward, we can at least have these conversations with each other. We can sit down white and black friends, white and Latino friends, black, white, Latino friends, whatever the case is, whoever you voted for, it doesn't matter, right? We can sit down, people that even voted Joe Jorgensen, right? We can sit all those people down together and learn to understand each other more, right? The thing is, why everybody is so, you know, bashful at each other and so just, they're just barking at each other all the time is because they just don't understand each other. It's just, it's just miscommunication it's because you don't understand. I don't understand why you're voting Biden. So that's why I think I'm more right. You don't understand fully why I'm voting Trump. That's why you think you're more right. And I feel like if we were able to take that and make that practical and, and involve that in every aspect of our life, whether that be at work and school and colleges, you know, in churches, wherever we're at in life, like that would be, I think that'd be ginormous. I think that'd be huge. Yeah. Uh, I think, um, you know, talking with people about your ideas is what strengthens them the most. Like if you really truly believe like what you say, you shouldn't be afraid to talk yeah. to somebody about it. You know, and if somebody from the left really thinks that I'm a racist or you're a racist or someone's a racist, like, at least explain why, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? Um, I think making these false or these baseless claims and then not explaining why or not being able to fully put an argument together, right? It's, yeah, yeah, it's like, it's like you're racist. I'm like, yeah, but you've known me for my entire life. I haven't been racist until I decided to voice who I'm voting for. Mm-hmm. Why? It's because, yeah, it's because you're voting Trump because he's racist. I'm like, okay, explain. Yeah. But I'm like, but you do realize the things you say Biden has also done some things that aren't typically that aren't necessarily right, yeah. you know, and it's just like, there seems to be transparency. I think transparency and a, a better way of communicating. There's a lack of transparency and a lack of miscommunication on both sides. Right. And I even need to be better too. Like I even told people that, Hey, I should have taken the charge in my relationships with my black friends. Right. Because I have a lot of homies, right. That are obviously voting Biden. 
And I should have, you know, started the conversations with like with them because obviously value your opinion. I want to learn more about you more. So I want to understand why you vote Biden, like, and why I vote Trump. Why are we different? Not just because of our skin color, but why are we different? Why do we differ in policy, you know, economy, whatever the case is. I just want to understand you more because I care about you and I want to know you more as a person. And that includes religion, you know, politics, you know, every, every aspect of your life. And I'll be honest, like I was not as good as I should have been and I should have been more and more vocal. And that's why there's a lot of miscommunication from, you know, people that I've, you know, hung out with, went to parties with, whatever. That's why there's been a lot of miscommunication. That's why people think like, oh, Jared, you're just totally lost. You're totally just gone off on this tangent because we just never really got to, you know, see eye to eye because we probably won't see eye to eye on everything, right? We haven't been able to at least understand where and why we're coming from, you know? But like I said, it's just a lack of lack of communication. That's it. But at the end of the day, you know what? It's it's not gonna. I don't think it's gonna really matter. It, it just depends on who is really willing to take that first step and to actually have these uncomfortable conversations. Mm-hmm. Conversations between two people. You can't yeah. just like yell at somebody. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's like the right can't yell at the left. The right can't say, "Oh, you vote Biden, so you're." A slave to the media, so you you support child, you know, sex trafficking, all this shit. And the left can't say, "Oh, you vote Trump, so you're a racist." And you're yeah. like, "There's, like I said, there's truth somewhere in the middle. You got to find the common ground. You got to find something in the middle." Yeah. yeah, and I don't think either of these candidates necessarily were in the middle. Yeah, that's I don't like think so. Maybe the problem. I don't know. I've heard ideas like about like um like a split ticket, right? So if you had let's say Marco Rubio and Tulsi Gabbard, right? Maybe that would be maybe a better idea. Um, and that might be a really powerful ticket. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of moderates that would go for the Gabbard. And I think the right loves uh, the right loves Marco Rubio. I don't know. These are just kind of like ideas that you have to have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting because in the caucus, right, you're trying to get as far right or as far left as possible. Yeah, you're trying to you know just see the most extreme, and then you have to back that up when you actually get to the general election the debates. You want to seem as moderate as possible, mm-hmm. and uh, it goes to show how politics isn't really what you believe. It's trying to get what mm-hmm. one person believes. It's politics. It's politics. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's maybe what we need to have discussions with. Is yes, like I may have these extreme views, or I may have views that are too extreme for you, but mm-hmm. we can back backpedal a little bit. Yeah. You know? Or like exactly. You know, like, I guess, like, with abortion, right? You know, you mm-hmm. can say, okay, like, morally, like, maybe I believe that, you know, morally, I believe that we shouldn't, you know, a human is created, you know, after conception. Mm-hmm. But in a legal stance, you can say, well, look, okay, maybe there should be, you know, exceptions for that. Because yeah. obviously, they're never going to get 100% away with abortion. Oh, what yeah. if we, like, said, okay, we stop abortions after the baby can feel pain? You know, something like that. And I, I think that's maybe what we need to do with everything is like, hey, like, I have morals, you have morals, but we can backtrack a little bit and we can still have our extreme views without feeling so bad about maybe not doing exactly mm-hmm. what we wanted out of them, you know? Uh, yeah. So, I, mean, I mean, that's why we have amendments, right? To amend certain laws in, in our society, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, we can definitely put in a law about abortion and say, okay, you know what? wasn't a great call. We can go back and amend it. We can go back and fix it if we need to fix it, right? Yeah. But I feel like the left is like, no, it's my choice. You know, it's my body. Right? It's like, no, it's somebody else. It's, it's somebody else's body. It's somebody else. Yeah. You know, and it's just like 
you're both right. You know, you're the left as it is your body, but also someone else is in your body, right? So I mean, it's. I'm honestly, I don't want to get too deep into abortion because yeah. we know you know how this can go. It's but the thing, it, it it really is, and I try to I try to keep church and state, you know, mm-hmm. as far separate as they should as they should be separate. Yeah. Right. But the thing is, like, I'm, I'm like I'm like right there, man. Like, I agree with you. Like, you're, yes, I agree with you. Yes, I agree with you. Right. And that's the thing with you know the left and the right. That's why I'm probably more conservative in the middle because hey, I agree with your policies on the left, and I agree with you on the right too. But I just happen to lean this way more, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, you, it's we just have to remember also that we can't judge people for their opinions. I think exactly. oftentimes we, when people have uh, different views than us, we think that they're like morally different from us. Mm-hmm. They have like different, like a, a different set of morals, mm-hmm. and they're somehow like subhuman. And no, I think we all have pretty much basic sense of decency. We all want what's best for ourselves and what's best mm-hmm. for the world. Um, we just have different ways of getting there, right? And we different ways of seeing it too. Yeah, different ways mm-hmm. of seeing it too. Uh, there's like a, I think it's called a blind elephant um, thought experiment. And if you take a, a bunch of blind people, like five blind people, and you have them touch an elephant, right? They're all feeling the same elephant. They're all feeling the elephant, but they're all gonna bitterly hate each other when they describe what they're feeling. You know, one guy's going to feel a trunk, one guy's going to feel an ear, another guy's going to feel a leg, and one guy's going to mm-hmm. feel a tail. And even though they're all feeling the same thing, right, they all have, like, as you said, different experiences with mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's, a, that's an absolute, couldn't put it any better. Like, just because you perceive something differently does not mean your, your perception is wrong. And it doesn't mean you're more right than me. Like, say if you drew a number, say if I drew a number six on this table right now, if I drew number six on that table, it would look like a nine at your point of view. And yeah. it would look like a six for me. Neither, neither one is wrong. It just has just how you look at it. Uh-huh. 100%. I agree. Yeah. So those are the lessons we need in society today. And I think, yeah, the best thing we can do is just get out there and talk. You know? I know. Exactly. Um, the thing is, like, I try. I'm like, hey, let's talk about this stuff. And it's like, no, I don't want to talk about it. Or no, like, I don't want to talk to you. Like, if I, I think the best way to do it is just say, hey, I feel like I think the best way to come at it is, like, if you're in a relationship, right? And it's like, babe. There's a problem in our relationship, or there's this problem that I, that kind of keeps bothering me. This is what happens when you do this, and I feel like when you do this, I do that. So if you wouldn't mind doing this, or this is how I see what, when you're doing this, right? Mm-hmm. Like kind of give each other constructive criticism on your relationship, but also on not necessarily your political views, just kind of like how you come about them, right? Like how you come across, how you speak about them to other people, right? Like mm-hmm. saying, hey, I don't disagree that you're – on the left, but I kind of don't really, I don't really agree when you call people on the right racist. Yeah. Right. That's all I think it is. Just constructive criticism. Not even, I mean, not even that. It's like, it doesn't have to get to that point where it's like, you do this so well, you do this so badly. It's just like, Hey, maybe just some minor fixes, maybe just a little bit of a, a tweak in how you come, how you approach it and how you speak about it and how you talk about it. Yeah. And oftentimes the, the surface level arguments really isn't what we should be arguing yeah. about. Right, but the argument—I mean, I hate to go back to—but the argument about abortion really isn't about abortion; it's about where this human life began. Yeah, and and the same thing, right? Like, the argument about taxes really isn't about taxes; it's more about how much um, has society, how much have you benefited from society, and therefore how much should you get back? But it's Mm -hmm. not really necessarily about taxes, right? Because if we can agree that. Hey, maybe like society helped out a lot, then yeah, it makes sense that you give back. But if you think you're just 100% everything you do is on your own, you could have done it anywhere. 
then you wouldn't want to give back. Exactly. You wouldn't yeah. want to pay a government that didn't help you out, or how mm-hmm. much does the government do to help you out, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, all these surface level arguments that people get into really aren't worth having if you exactly. have the same premise or if you have exactly. the same premise. Yeah. It's like yeah, ex- exactly. It's like oh, but Biden's gonna do this. Okay, I get that, but why do you believe that? Yeah. Trump's doing this. I agree with that. But why do you agree with that? You know, like you said, the surface conversations, we don't go anywhere in any, like in any topic, you know, whether that's politics, whether that's relationships, sports, anything at all. It's like, okay, everyone has a belief system, but why? Like I grew up being a Browns fan. Why are you a Browns fan? Right. I grew up loving sports. Why do you love sports? Right. I grew up this, whatever. Why though? You know? get to understand that person better it's like oh he's a browns fan because i guess i don't know because you know you just know that he's a browns fan you just know that he likes sports you just know that he's a trump supporter you just know that he's voting biden right you don't get anywhere in any conversation on surface level conversations right like that's why i hate small talk i say all the time the human brain is a gift right that's why i want to explore it right i want to intimately have intercourse with your brain before i have intercourse with you because <laughs> That's just how I. That's just how I roll. That's just how I roll. Because I feel like, dude, the brain, real, the human brain, really is a trip. It really is a great thing. And I just want to love to experience it because every single human is different in every single way. And I want to explore that and learn to understand why you are who you are and why you came about what you came about. You know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if we were to apply that attitude to politics, I'm not saying we, we, you know, we solve anything, but I feel like that's a really solid. It's a really solid way to go about it. It definitely be better than what we're doing now. And I think, you know, we want to try to do better. Yeah, but, you know, you remember, like, there's a lot of young people out there that really don't exactly know what each person is going for. Yep. And I think that's where you have to do your own research. You can't just look at uh, article headlines because that's going to, you know, again, you're not getting the full story. You're not Boom. sex yep. with your brain, you know, somebody else's <laughs> brain. You're just seeing that that's... You're not having sex with CNN's brain. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, it's kind of like, yeah, the small talk when... All you do is read the article headlines, right? Yep. You're just getting the small talk. The thing is, like, it's just like everyone just grabs a headline mm-hmm. and they just are so quick to post it. And I'm like, hold on a minute. Biden hasn't won the presidency just yet. Trump still has to go to court on Monday. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, slow, you know, hold your horses a little bit, right? This isn't the first time this has happened. Yeah. You know, um, we're just, I think, freaking out as a generation because most of us weren't alive and some of us yeah. who were alive weren't. I was one years old, you know, mm-hmm. when, uh, the whole uh, Bush Gore thing happened, but my parents were talking about it. They're like, dude, there's, you know, we thought Bush lost for like three weeks, mm-hmm. you know, but he came out on top. So maybe that'll happen with Trump. I think it'd be funny if he does because there's going to be. So after the first election with Trump, I thought it was, you know, it was funny to see like the compilations of everything that he was going to lose and all these polls, and then it was like, and he actually wins. It would be hilarious if you like won this time and then everybody that was like prematurely celebrating. Exactly. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, I don't want to make, I don't want to tell everybody I told you so, but yeah. if it happens, I told you so. Right. Yeah, and I'm just like, that's why like, I'm not saying, that's why I'm not saying a lot like, oh yeah, it's, you know, Biden won all, all this, all that, because first and foremost, not all the votes are in. There's yeah. still, like I said, court cases, all this BS that we have to go through. Right. Like, slow down. You know, we're such an instant gratification society. It's like, oh, Biden won the election. Sweet. That's our new president now. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, it's not. Even if he did win, even if he did win it's January. He gets inaugurated in January anyway. So, it's like, everyone needs to slow down, all right? Calm down. Slow down, all right? 
on the left, calm down. Don't be hold your horses a little bit. And people on the right, calm down. Still not over yet. This could be, like you said, this could be Bush Gore 2000. So there's still a lot of things up in the air right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's just very stressful for a lot of people, and uh, really is. Yeah, we were like 100 percent sure he's going to win. Looking at everything. I know that's the thing. Like, here's the thing too. Like, even Charlie Kirk said this best. He said, "If Trump were to lose this election, based off of even if the voting fraud, if if there was no voter fraud, if it came back, there was no voter fraud. If he lost, it's because Republicans were so like, oh, this is gonna be a landslide victory. He's gonna get like 300, 300 some electoral votes. Like, Biden's gonna get like the Northwest, and that's it. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's true. That's probably what I thought too. I was like, you know what? I think, I think Trump got this one. You know, I think people, I think the Republican Party undermined or underestimated the youth vote and the people, the young people that actually got involved and actually went out and voted. And I freaking, I'm super glad that our generation went out and voted, you know? I think it just became yeah. really easy to vote. Yeah, I think so. Balance. And, that, mm-hmm. and I think that's what we saw. And I go back and forth on it because it's like, uh, you should actually really want to vote. Are you done? No, I got more a minute left. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, the uh, youth vote or just, okay. So I think, People, the people who should vote are the people who really want to vote and have a vested interest in this country, right? Mm-hmm. And if we make it easy for everybody to vote, there's people who don't really care about it. We don't want the people who don't care about who's president voting. We only want the people who are caring about, you know, who's president voting. And that's why it used to be you could only vote if you had land because those were the only opinions you want. You're educated, right? You mm-hmm. live some life, you have money, which means that you can do stuff. I'm not saying that's the way it should be now, but. I'm just I'm just curious to see how many people how many people down ballot or voted down ballot. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. how many people actually voted Biden and blew the rest of the the rest of the way. You know, I bet you some people just went like, oh Biden, and then that's it. That's all they cared about. Yeah. That's why I feel like there's such a you know like a discrepancy in the House, Senate, and the race. But so yeah, like I said, I think there's a lot of people that probably didn't down ballot vote, right? Where they voted just red or all just blue. I think they just probably voted either just Biden or just Trump. You know, I feel like that's probably why you're seeing a discrepancy in the house and Senate race and in the president race as well. But, um, anyway, yeah. Um, that's probably going to wrap up today's video, today's episode, actually not video. This is a podcast. Yes, please make sure you like and subscribe so that we can get video. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Make sure you do comment with, or you do, Wow, I'm not. I can't even think right now. Make just sure, share. Make, the best, yeah. The best thing you can do is share this video. Yeah, just share this podcast, or not share video. This podcast. Share this podcast. God, we need to. Anyway, share the podcast. You know, with your friends, whatever. If you're conservative, share with your conservative friends. If you're not conservative, if you're left, you know. And this pisses you off. Share with your left wing friends. Yeah, like, share it. Yes, yeah. We yeah. appreciate the hate too. Seriously, yeah. That because the more and more you share us, the more and more we hate us. The more and more we're gonna get more, you know, engagement and publicity, right? And honestly, it. Right, you can, like fact check us and yeah, send back your thoughts, especially if you don't like what we're saying. Yeah, exactly. It's Please. Great. It's great that like you know if we have like, a conservative base, but we want to hear different opinions. That's exactly. The whole thing. Yeah, this whole episode is based off a. We need to understand each other more, right? So a, if you want to understand each other more, just you know. Let's do this. If you disagree with us, send a video and why, and we'll like respond back to it. Yeah. Every well, single video that you send in, we will respond back to. It. Yeah, totally. Send us send it in to um, I don't know. We'll figure that out. Yeah. But if you you guys know DM us, us. DM yeah, us. you guys know us. This is a yeah. this is a very small podcast, so you guys know who the creators are and how to get a hold of us. So if you disagree with us, don't feel free to disagree with me on my socials. Uh, yes. You know, okay. to respect to respectfully we'll, disagree. We'll, we'll, if if five hundred people share this, we will 
randomly pick one of the people that shared it and give them a $50 gift card to Amazon. Okay. <laughs> putting it out right now. Okay. All right. Well, he's, he's, he's promised that already. So that's um. all right. Anyway, that'll wrap it up for this week's episode. The inaugural episode of the Rodnick experience. <laughs> This is going to be a fun, fun ride for you guys and for us too. We, we can't wait to see where this goes from here. Hope you guys enjoyed the first video, first podcast. Sorry, God. Hope you guys enjoyed the first podcast. This is a podcast. This is this is why we love this podcast because we're just out here effing around talking politics and shit, right? But anyway, um, this is actually raw. This is raw tape too. So this is uncut, you know, all that good stuff too, which, which, makes, it, which makes it even better. Yeah. But anyway. The only thing you cut is weight. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Hope you guys liked this first episode. If you liked it, you know, let me know, man. Give me some feedback. You know, I don't care if you're like, like you said, if you're conservative or not. If you liked it, if you just, if you have feedback at all, let me know. Um, we just want to see what kind of feedback we get and how we can make this better, and just how we can make this grow into the best podcast in the damn land, baby. So that is it for tonight's episode of the Rodney Experience. Hope you guys enjoyed. We'll be back soon.